0: Hi, and welcome back to the Australian Breastfeeding Podcast, Episode 40. This episode is brought to you by The Milk Boutique. The Milk Boutique provides stylish and functional breastfeeding leisure and active wear for the modern mother. Your style doesn't have to go out the window just because you've had a baby. Some of their pieces are so discreet that even non-breastfeeding women buy them. So go and check out their sports bras, leggings, tees, hoodies, and much more, and enjoy 15% off with our special code, ABP15. The website is www.themilkboutique.com. Right, let's get into it. You are listening to the Australian Breastfeeding Podcast where everyday girls let you in on their breastfeeding journeys. And I will unpack all things breastfeeding. I'm your host, Susie Prout, a midwife and lactation consultant. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Australian Breastfeeding Podcast. I am so excited that you're here this week because I have a really exciting guest with me. So I first came across Tammy. Now, Tammy also runs the Milk Boutique. I first came across Tammy a couple of years ago when I was breastfeeding. I can't remember if it was child two or three and I needed to start exercising and I really wanted to have a crop that was breastfeeding friendly and I came across the milk boutique and so then I have one of Tammy's crops and loved it and then I found Tammy on Instagram and she is also a mama and she has got two little girls. and She's had some breastfeeding journeys as well with that. So I thought how perfect to ask Tammy to come on to the show. So Tammy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. That's okay. Thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to, for the listeners, if you want to find where Tammy is, I'll also pop it in the show notes and on my website. Um, But you can find Tammy at her, one of her Instagrams, which is Tammy, so T-A-M-M-I dot T-M-B. And then also her business, which is at The Milk Boutique. All right. So Tammy, do you mind just letting the listeners know? So before you had kids or maybe when you were pregnant with your first little girl, Ruby, how did you feel about breastfeeding? Did you feel like you wanted to do it or were you kind of like, I, I'm just going to see how it goes? Did you have any feelings at the beginning?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I was um, definitely, I knew I would breastfeed. There was no doubt about it. Like I was keen to try. I didn't know how hard or easy it would be. But I think my perception of breastfeeding like the normal in my head back before I even had kids would have been like, I would expect a mum to probably breastfeed up until, you know, like, maybe six to eight months, I just kind of thought in my head that was normal. Yeah. Um, and you know what, to be quite honest with you, you know, that many years ago, if I seen a mum posting breastfeeding photos of feeding like a two-year-old or, you know, 18-month-old, three-year-old, whatever, um, I probably would have thought, oh, that's a bit odd. Like I think yeah. I was just so conditioned like from society without me even consciously thinking, oh, I wonder why I think that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was definitely what I thought. So yeah, yeah, I was keen to breastfeed and I always thought I'd breastfeed to like, for like, you know, six months. That's, that's my goal when I, yeah, kids.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's so common. And even me, um, with, um, being a midwife and an LC, I, when I started feeding my little bubs, I also couldn't imagine like feeding them when they were older. It just didn't seem right until they get older. And then you're like, okay, now I'm still doing this. (laughs) yeah and uh, And so when Ruby came along and learning to feed a lot of mums would say to me they just felt they needed to before the bubs came out they felt they needed to put put baby near the nipple and it was just going to suck and then it would be done and then four hours later you just put it there and it sucks again did you find it a huge learning curve when you first started feeding like was it different to what you thought it would be?
1: Um, I do remember feeling a little bit like, well, like I just gave birth, and then my midwife um, specifically was very much like, bam, like, let's get your nipple out and let's chuck her on. And like, like I honestly don't even remember her asking me, which is not a problem, but I just yeah. remember just being like, okay, cool, we're just chucking that baby on my nipple, like for the first time ever. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing, but. I felt like Ruby knew what she was doing and like she pretty well latched straight away. I don't I didn't have any issues with her latching or feeding. I just like followed her cue and the midwife's cue. But I was definitely like, what is the word? I guess like just is it overwhelmed? I can't remember yeah. what the word yeah. is. It's just like, well, like hit in the face with this is actually happening, I thought, I don't know, I just kind of thought you'd give birth and you'd wait a while or something yes. and then you'd sort of cry maybe in a private room without, you know, on <laughs> your own. But she was like, bam, here's a baby. Pop, pop her on your nipple. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. yeah. You, you kind of feel like you've just gone through this birth that you've been thinking about for so long and you've had this birth you're like, oh, okay, done. And now you're like, oh, I've got to learn something new now. And it's happening like right now. And my baby's crying for it right now. Yeah. Overwhelming, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: But luckily, Ruby just latched and it just like everything was just so natural after that. So I was very fortunate, I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so then when you went home and you kind of getting on with your breastfeeding journey with Ruby, was it, did you feed on demand? Did you try and put a bit of a routine in or with sleep or how did you go with that in those first few months?
1: Um, I just fed on demand, especially for the first two months. Um, I just basically had no idea what I was doing. I was definitely not in a position to say like, if she wanted, like she was doing the feeding cues for me to be like, no, I'm not going to feed you now because I want to feed you. Like, I want to try and stretch it out. I just did whatever she wanted to do. And, um, like I was just so sleep deprived, to be honest, Ruby as a newborn for the first eight weeks, so like two months. Was yep. crazy. She would be asleep all day and cry all night. So uh, right. I was just cry, yep. and I was just like, "Oh, you just feed whenever you want to feed, girl." And hopefully, this storm blows over soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually the best way—the best way to be for mums. We're just like, I'm just gonna just let my baby just work out what they want to do and and try not to think about it too much. And then you realize, oh, it's been a few months, and and now we're doing it, and it's, we're doing it okay. So it's actually a really cool way to way to think yeah. anyway. And they, yeah. Like,
1: like build their own routine anyway like even if I tried to stretch out the feed two hourly or whatever I wanted to do in those early days it ended up doing like she ended up going that way naturally anyway after about two months or yeah it must have been about after you know the sleepless nights then she just naturally went to two hourly feeds and then I just kind of followed her routine from there and then we sort of like worked her naps in between those feeds that routine which came naturally so yeah yeah
0: no that sounds awesome it sounds like you need to do a bit of my job and help some mums as well sounds like you know know, know. (laughs) (laughs) oh dear and so then so how long did you end up feeding Ruby for
1: so I reckon I fed her um for about five and a half months but I had some uh express milk that I had pumped along the way and I had it in the freezer and so I think she actually had breast milk for about six and a half months. So I reckon I had a supply of about a month stored yeah. up because um, oh, yeah. I went back to work five and a half months, and um, it might have even been five. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So I tried my best to like pump at work and and keep up with my supply, but eventually it just. Um, to like diminished yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, It soon became like I felt guilty to pump at work. Like I, at the start, I was like, no, this is my priority. My baby is gone back to childcare and I want to keep my supply up. But after a yeah. while, work got, got so busy and I just put my own needs aside and I just, um, yeah. days would come and I'd go, oh, I need a pump. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I just won't worry about it. And the more you keep delaying your pumping, then your supply just, you know, naturally yeah. Yeah. got nothing left. And so I feel like I kind of regret that, to be honest. Like I should have made sure that was my priority at work because you're allowed to obviously have the right to go and park yeah. and have your own private room.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, but I think that sometimes we look back at it and we think, oh, we should have done, we should have done this and that. But in the end of the day... Your weaning experience then from Ruby, she didn't have any stress from it. You know, she was having the bottle with the express breast milk and then it would have turned into the bottle with formula. So hmm. I guess, yeah, you can think of, it, you think of it that way. And also, but I do understand when you're at work, I was at the same. I was trying to, can't remember what child it was. I was trying to express when at work and you do, you're like, oh, it'll be fine. I just, oh, tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow properly. I'll do it tomorrow properly. And then you're like, yeah. oh, it's been a week and I haven't done it properly now. Our boobs are like and then you're trying
1: flat. to get your supply back up and yeah. Yeah, you're just like, oh, no, I've been too busy to pump. And, yeah. I yeah, failed. I mean, yeah. fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah, like Ruby was fine. She took a bottle like a champ. I could have put just water in the bottle and she'd drink it. She'd drink anything. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I never had to muck around with bottles with her. She just was not fussed at all. So any type of regret or anything like that, that is stemmed from me not taking
0: the time to pump
1: is all from me like nothing that
0: like <laughs> exactly yeah my that's yeah. With my own yeah yeah absolutely and so was it at this time now because you'd gone back to another job but it was at this time now that you started on your own business is it around this time or later on
1: uh, yeah, no, it was like literally as soon as I went back to work because I had been working out throughout while I was breastfeeding and like throughout my pregnancy, I just always had this idea and when I went back to work, I was bored. I was just yeah. bored. Yeah. Like, this is just not stimulating and I could not get the idea out of my head about like breastfeeding um, sports bras and activewear and stuff. And then, yeah, so pretty much as soon as I went back to work, um, I just started to work on it. I kind of had, I had done some research before before I went back to work, but I didn't actually properly reach out to manufacturers and like start designing until about the time I went back to work.
0: Yeah, and so how did you know what to do? Did you completely just go in blind? Like where, did you even know where to start with opening up this business? I went in 100% blind.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah, made some wicked mistakes along the way, but yeah, I've had absolutely no... Um, training and designing apparel whatsoever. I never did any courses or went to uni. Yeah, wow. I just went in.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think when you have such a strong business idea in your head and it doesn't go away, you kind of know you need to follow that, don't you think? Like if you just, whatever you do, it still doesn't go away. You're like, right, okay, something's telling you something. Yeah, you, know something
1: you get here. really excited about something, and even if it's like midnight, you have to start now. Like, you just. Like, yes yeah it's like a desire in, inside of And that's what i did, what, what it was for me i just couldn't stop thinking about cool patterns and like how the sneaker has been and yeah i was um i really enjoyed it and even now like the business would be coming up to 4 years now i still get so
0: excited about it so it's like a creative outlet i guess yeah it's awesome and what i love and is what you kind of say in your business is that it seems like you have a baby and then you you're trying to find bras or you're trying to find active wear or different things to wear. And it seems like society thinks that we automatically need to become these like daggy old school mums. And while I I just, when I was looking, oh gosh, seven years ago with my first son looking for what to wear, I was like, why is this? Like, why do we need to look so daggy? We already feel daggy because, you know, our bodies have changed and we're trying to, Come to terms with that, and then we've got nothing nice to wear. And I think it's just um, it's so oh, refreshing. Yeah, you we're know, so refreshing to see what you do. So, girls, if you haven't gone over to the Milk Boutique, go and have a look there because honestly, it'll blow your mind. You will. It does not look like a daggy <laughs> breastfeeding uh, attire because honestly, I've been there with <laughs> seven years ago, and that was not good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, think
1: I get people awesome. who are not even breastfeeding by from me. I think it's so funny because it's so um. <laughs> It's just so hidden that it's even breastfeeding friendly,
0: that it just doesn't look at it at all, which is my whole goal. Yeah, 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 it's awesome. Awesome. And so now Savannah has come along. Um, Savannah's your second little girl. And I know you've had a really positive breastfeeding experience from the beginning, um, similar to Ruby. But there's a couple of things that are happening now in Savannah's feeding journey that I'd love to talk about. And the first one is you were saying on your Instagram that you only feed her one-sided.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and I think it's I can't remember, but I reckon the same thing happened with Ruby, just not for the extent that it has for Savannah. (laughs) Like, I think I just weaned off of one side a lot quicker than the other with Ruby, like you know, say probably four weeks or something like that. But I've literally fed Savannah from my right breast for yeah, like a year, and then it was both sides for the eight months on top of that, so that's. How long I've been feeding for, but yeah, crazy how that
0: works. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? And is it was did she just start refusing? Was it that your milk was slowing down, and that's uh the other side? Yeah, I I think she was
1: refusing. Sorry, because I think my supply on the left side is just so slow. So I think it was a combination of the both. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know what it is about my body, but the right side always seems to be the winner, and um, I always wondered whether I would be able to breastfeed as long just from one side. My body seems to have adjusted (laughs) the whole time. So I literally no milk at all on my left side.
0: (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. And so a lot of girls will say to me, if they've got to this experience, like you're doing with the one side, they're like, this isn't going to work and everything. And I say, the only thing that is a negative of feeding one-sided is that you're going to look lopsided. You're going to have one boob that's got lots of milk and you've got one that's just, um, you know, a post-breastfeeding boob, which is not always ideal to look at until you've got two that look the same. But (laughs) I don't even know if that's good after that, but, you know, it's what it is. Um, So, yeah, do you find also that really the only thing that is the problem with that is just that, yeah, they they look different?
1: A hundred percent. She's gotten as much milk as she wants from the right side, and they just look very different. But <laughs> my boobs are overly big to begin with anyway, so it's not hard for me to cover up. Like the left side, yeah. I might. If she's at childcare and I haven't fed her all day, by the end of the day, I might have to put an extra pad in the left side <laughs> to save it out because I don't pump anymore at all. But, yeah, it can be quite the sight. So as long yeah. as you're happy to ignore that and know that the left side or whichever side you're not feeding from is it's gonna be a visual of the, the other side's future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kind of really want to stop feeding from the right because I know what it's gonna look like. soon. <laughs> you need, exactly, you just need like one one good
0: boo going oh, no. on. <laughs> oh, no. At least um, one side looks nice. <laughs> that's so funny. And so now you're still feeding Savannah and she is uh, eighteen months, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yep, 18 yeah, 18 months. And um so I shouldn't even say still feeding because I hate it when girls say still feeding, I should say you're feeding Savannah and she's 18 months. Um, and how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling, have you, are you feeling like one part of you wants her to feed one part of it doesn't? Do you want to just see how she goes? What, what are you kind of feeling?
1: I'm happy to see how she goes. The only reason why I would even consider weaning is because I still feed her through the night and I feed her to sleep. So I yeah. feel like I've got this ginormous newborn and I'm <sighs> like, I'm struggling with, like I tried to set boundaries and be like, you know, I'm not going to feed you to sleep anymore or feed you through the night, but it's really hard to even set boundaries. I feel like it's either all or nothing with her because she, she wouldn't understand. It's almost like cruel for me to be like, okay, you only get it at certain times now. Like I feel like it's just confusing for her if I was to do that. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I feel like I'm in a a very mixed emotion in where I've come, like how far I've come so far, but There's definitely parts of me that want to consider weaning soon just so that Jason can put her to sleep and like settle her through the night and it's not always me. And she's never slept over anywhere, ever.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, right. The
1: grandparents' house or anything because she needs to feed from me. So that's a few reasons why I might consider doing it. But so far... I'm just a chicken and I'll probably just keep going with whatever she wants to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I find, um, and you're absolutely right, that it's really tricky when we're trying to put in like a weaning plan because when you have, a, you know, a toddler and to say to them, you can have it at 7pm when I'm putting you to bed, but you can't have it at 10. But oh, okay, you might be able to have it at 4am now because it's been a long time since you had it last. They're just going to be like, they're never going to learn. They're never going to understand what we're trying to do and I also agree yeah. that when we decide we want to wean a baby we can do it that way we can be like you can only feed at certain times but when we decide we want to wean a, a child over the age of you know 16 months or so it's all or nothing isn't it it's like we've it's going to be hard mm-hmm. but it's going to be less hard doing it all the all or nothing way yeah. and I was exactly like you I fed my last two for two years and three months and I think yeah right at the end it was totally me that decided to do it and I felt terrible and guilty but I was also at the point where I was um, getting up at night and I was getting cross you know like I was like this isn't fair I shouldn't be cross because it's not my child's fault that they want to feed at night because I've let them feed the whole time and I found that last little bit where I was like oh I'm getting so cross with you and I shouldn't is that energy kind of feel sometimes like that
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely feel over it. I mean, I don't have to get up and go to her bed because we also yeah. Um, bed <laughs> Yeah,
0: awesome,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I literally like am, yeah, just lazy, just like roll over and feed. Easy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, it and works that- well I definitely get over it. Like I like there's times lately where if she's had a tantrum or something like that, Jason will offer my boob. Like he'll just like, <laughs> oh, go over and get your mum's boob, and you'll be okay. And I'm like, can you not offer my boob? Like that's <laughs> that's um, what frustrates. Times as well, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I just know how fast time goes, and I might not yeah. have another kid, but I know that there's yeah. no point um, trying to rush weaning. I'm sure it'll happen eventually, really soon, and I'll look back and be like, wow, that went quick, <laughs> even yeah. though it feels long now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think absolutely. And um as my listeners will know on my podcast, I'm so I'm just you know very pro choice and I think that breastfeeding is amazing however we do it. And I think that, you know, if we've got girls out there listening feeling like they they want to wean at this point or girls feeling that like they don't want to, it's totally natural. Everyone feels different about their breastfeeding journeys. Every child is different and I think just um celebrating like what we achieve, no matter how little or how long we feed for, I think is so important.
1: Yeah, and I, for me, I'm just always only going to make the decision if I decide to wean purely for my own reasons and not because I'm worried about it, what anyone will think. So that's my, awesome. my yeah. Only, yeah, that's my only important message that I'll only ever share and, like, for me, it's just important that I make the decision based on how I feel and what I want to do and I'll always post feeding photos of like me feeding my toddler because I'm proud of it and I won't wean because I'm scared about um people judging me like that it just makes me get angry (laughs) if I think if people even make other people feel like that I'm like you do you and if you want to stop you do it for you not for anyone else
0: yeah absolutely and when you do post I've seen a couple of your posts with um feeding Savannah and I just like, oh, my heart just like saw are like, oh, I just love it when we can celebrate and we just, we're strong enough to just celebrate that. I think that um, it takes um, in this day and age, it takes some bravery to go out and be like, you know what? I'm, I know not everyone agrees with this, but I, I think it's amazing. And I'm going to post it for, for everyone else who thinks it's amazing too. So I think you're doing an awesome job oh thank you <laughs> uh, all right so i think we'll leave it there because i always let my listeners know that i try and keep it short and sweet So i know they're usually listening in their um feeding times and then the feeding time will end and they'll, <laughs> they'll be done yeah, um, yeah but thank you so much tammy and for the girls listening i'm going to pop it down in my instagram as well but you can find tammy on instagram at T-A-M-M-I, so tammy.tmb or um, at the Milk Boutique as well if you want to have a look at all her bits and pieces Um, and yeah thanks so much again for um, taking the time out of your busy day and chatting with me
1: Absolutely, no problem, thank you so much it's been so good, I'll speak
0: to you soon See you, bye Thank you for listening to the podcast, I really hope you got something out of it and at the very least made you feel not so alone in your breastfeeding journey Share it with a friend who you feel may benefit from it or leave a review on your podcast streaming app. The more this podcast is shared and reviewed, the more women can benefit from this because we need to talk about breastfeeding more. Bye for now.